We're back! Yeah. Oh. Are, are you familiar with The Wizard of Oz? Uh, yeah. We had a very Wizard of Oz situation here in Dallas. Uh-huh. Okay. I it was, was in Kansas. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, not relevant. So, I'm at church, and there's like a big crash of thunder. There's some wind Anti-him, blowing stuff. Anti-him. Didn't hear any of that. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, big storm, whatever. And then I get a call from you guys. Yeah. And it was nuts. Like... I was super surprised what happened. And then mm-hmm. when I traveled out here and actually saw what happened, I was like, whoa. So from your perspective, and I'd like to preface this by, remember way back when, I think it was last summer oh, or okay. last spring, when we were first really starting the pod. It was one of our first episodes. And I was driving in. Mm-hmm. And on <laughs> excuse me, on my way driving here, I was at a stoplight and uh, an electrical pole, like a wooden electrical pole that carries electrical wire, started on fire. Yeah. Do you remember that? No. It happened. Okay. Thanks. That's... Sounds sounds very crazy and scary. I mean, you don't expect a fire to start on a pole on your way. For no reason. Yeah, I mean, it was, and I mean, if it's lightning struck, okay. If someone with a like a flamethrower came up so, to it, fine. But it just a spontaneous combustion on this on this thing. Uh, and so what happens next, right? Fast forward seven months or whatever, and this storm makes a little more sense to me now that I've seen the infrastructure literally light itself on fire. Yeah. Uh, I, so I was in Flagstaff, Arizona in summer of 2000, and um, there's monsoons in Flagstaff in the summer, so it'll be completely clear skies, and then like just a bunch of rain for 20 minutes, and then it goes away. Sometimes there's lightning as well, and one time uh, we were inside looking out as the monsoon came, we were inside a classroom, I was at a math and science summer camp. Why does that just fit? <laughs> Uh, I was in the mechanical engineering group. We were using uh, a nickel titanium alloy that you um, you can bend, and then when it, when uh, it's heated up to a certain temperature, I can't remember the temperature now, but it was uh, low enough that I could do it with a hair dryer. Um, it it springs back to its formed shape, so it so it sets in a particular shape, say an L, and you can move it to be like an S or an X or whatever shape you want. And then hair dryer, boom, back to an L. So you remember all of that crap. But when a fire started for no reason, yeah. 20 feet from my car, uh-huh. bupkis. No memory of that at all. Yeah, who, wh- who are you? What's going- <laughs> Where am I? Okay, so there was a big storm. What happened in Dallas? Oh, yeah. So we had winds. Uh, they, I think they estimated up to 70 or 75 miles an hour sustained for like 20 minutes. That is crazy. Especially here. That is nuts. Yeah. And uh, mixed with rain and hail. And um, so in this part of Dallas where I live, there's lots of big old trees, like really tall trees with lots of leaves. And, and that uh, was when I first got here. I pulled the moving truck here to your house. Yeah. We were moving down here, and that was one of the first things that really surprised me about this area was just trees everywhere. And we're not that far from downtown Dallas. Yeah, if you're not if you're not from if you've not visited Dallas, you probably think of Texas or or maybe Dallas specifically as like West Texas, right? Where it's like more desert um, and less uh, less green. But Dallas is a very green city, uh, except for all the concrete everywhere. Uh, Which is normally not green. Yeah. They should think about painting the concrete. Why is concrete the color it is? Why not add something to the material in, to make it stand? Make it. Let's get some purple concrete. In Los some Angeles. Blue concrete. They're painting some of the roads white. Green concrete. And they're painting it white so that it doesn't absorb as much Fuchsia. heat. Fuchsia. 
right? So less heat, more reflection, right? Teal? Your new best friend on Twitter, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, he, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. He, he said, like, what kind of welding mask do I have to wear to keep the sun from glaring into my eyeballs while I'm driving down the freeway after <laughs> it's painted white? He has a good point. There yeah. might be a glare issue. Like, have you heard of snow? Well, white's the worst color because white gets dirty. Who cares? It's a road. That's a good point. But what color would you suggest to paint a road so that it doesn't look dirty after a while? Well, what I would do, David, um, so the wind was so strong. So many trees were blown over in our neighborhood. Um, I don't know if power lines came down, but we lost power for four days. And so that's why we didn't record last week. We typically record at my house. And... um, on Monday nights and on Sunday we had branches fall all over the place uh, and so Monday we just had to like clean up my car uh, a branch landed on my car and uh, today I learned that it's a total loss so I get to buy a new Tesla I think that's how it works the insurance gives me a Tesla right that's how it works hey sweetie <laughs> Mamba's on your bed yes. I have a cat named Mamba uh, thought? There's a, there's a, my three-year-old Elle, hi, so Elle. she just walked in. Can say hi? Say hi to the fan. Say hi. No, don't wave. You have they to use your you. voice. Yeah, say hi. You can't wave. Say hi. Use your voice and say hi. Hi. Okay, let's get you back to bed, okay? Will you go find mommy? She'll put you to sleep, okay? And she'll get the cats. Thank you. Oh, oh, just, just Mamba. Just, so just one cat. Yeah, not Koozie. And how fortuitous was it to name my cats Mamba and Koozie? Mamba, obviously, not a big deal. Always going to be a Laker, greatest Laker of all time. Um, but Koozie, the only Laker <laughs> not to be... The only Laker that was on the team two years ago. You could have named the cat Rondo. I could have... Well. <laughs> I made myself laugh. Yeah, the, um. the only options if I... Because when we got... Yeah, when we got the cats... The only Laker that was on the team when we got them was Kuzma. That's still on the team now. Not even like bench players? Not even bench players. Oh they, they've all been traded. <laughs> they've all been traded. We're, we're going to get to the, the Anthony Davis trade. So before we were very rudely interrupted oh, yeah. by your three-year-old daughter, who was adorable, by the way. Yes, she's super adorable. Don't know how that happened, but she's adorable and very pretty. Well, my wife is adorable and very pretty. Good call. That was good. That was that's like a page right out of Dave's book. Yeah, yeah. I think you learned that one from me. What was I saying? Lots of trees. trees oh yeah, yeah. So power outage. Power outage. We yeah. couldn't record last week because of it. So apologies for that. I know you all were just wondering what happened in the world of sports all and other stuff. All five of you feel so behind. Yeah, our our one listener from time to time in Brazil or Japan or wherever we get a foreign listener every once in a while. You don't know what's going on in America. A couple so of Swedes. So we're here now to tell you what's happening in America, and it's um, storms is what's happening. We had a storm yesterday too. It feels somewhat like the end times. I don't. I've never been in the end times, but I imagine this is a precursor to them. Um, Isn't everything a precursor to the end times? Well said. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Thank actually, you. Yeah, that's thank you. one of the first good points you've made um, in this pod, not not on in the series of of the podcast. Well, in seven minutes, if I do one really good point every seven minutes, I think I'm in good shape. Yeah, considering our podcasts usually run from like forty five minutes to an hour, you have about thirty seconds of good material. That's awesome. Hey, that's that's a pretty good per. What now? player efficiency rating but in this case it's podcast efficiency rating a good, a good per yeah okay not in the uh, feline sense no that would be dumb okay 
right. So uh, again, apologies. I get a new car. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. The insurance has to buy me a Tesla. That's why I bought insurance. Have you seen Parks and Rec? I've seen f- I've seen most of Parks and Rec. Are you familiar with Andy and his wife? I forget her name. Yeah, Andy Dwyer, and played by, by Chris Pratt. Andy and April. And April, played by someone else. Right. Uh, well, they get married, and they get insurance. And so they go and get all this work done, and every time... Like like, like health insurance? Health insurance. And okay. so they go, they go to the dentist, they go to the eye doctor, they go to all these things that they didn't do before, yeah. and were putting off because they didn't have insurance before. And every time they would go to the counter afterwards, they'd say, hey, I got the free medicine card. Here, I got the free medicine card. <laughs> and they kept thinking that they were going to get everything for free. Uh, not the way it works. It's really not. Um, so you're not getting a brand new car, right? No. I'll get some money for my car, and then I'll decide if I want to get uh, something better. But we're, you know that we're buying a house. We're building a house right now, and so money's kind of tied up. So probably not going to get the Tesla this year. Maybe going to have to wait a couple years. So just get something to get me by for a little bit. I'll sell you my car for $30,000 straight up, no questions asked. It's a steal. How much tape is on your car? None. I'm talking about the other one. Oh. 30 grand and it's yours. Really? Mm-hmm. How much did you pay for it? Uh, like 35. Argentine pesos. Okay. Yeah. Um, tempting. I'm going to do some more research and get back to you on that. Uh-huh. So one of my favorite parts about this whole like millions of dollars worth of damage and power outages and stuff in Dallas is your family got to stay with us for a few days. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. So we have a, we have a two bedroom apartment, one yeah. bathroom. And there were lots of us in there. It was yeah. Uh, so you, you have three kids. Yes, I have four. Thanks for reminding me. So put it together: that's seven kids and four adults. Math camp is paying off. Eleven people uh, for two days, two days, two nights. Yeah, three days, two nights, something like that. Uh, yeah, one bathroom. Yeah, no major incidents though. Like no. you figure with little kids like that, there's going to be an accident. or I something. I held it until I went to work. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I didn't want to be in the bathroom for too long, right? I mean, oh, yeah. like, I didn't want to be rude. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? I mean. No pun intended? No. Do. Pun intended. Okay. I wasn't really thinking about that, but what is required of one must be done. <sighs> yeah. So, hey, shout out to uh, Eddie, my brother, and Deanna, um, his, uh, his woman. They... Uh, <laughs> Could you have picked a more weird way to say that? Uh, yes, I probably could. Have. His lady friend. Does he listen? Uh, yeah, he does. I think he listens on his way to work sometimes. What's up, Eddie? How you doing? Congratulations hey, on the baby. Yeah. Well, thanks for spilling the beans. I was about to get there. Congratulations well, on the birth of your child. So. Why do you have to say it like in a more formal way than I said it? Like, <laughs> um, may he be a a strong and uh, and virile man. Viral? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you wish upon, little babies. I don't know, but I do know that if some stranger comes up to your baby and says, <laughs> "May he be viral," <laughs> I don't know how. There's probably fewer creepy things someone can wish upon your baby, right? Oh. I mean, the opposite though is mean, right? May he be impotent, <laughs> right? So this is a this is a good thing. I just feel like Rumpelstiltskin would be like, dude, too much. Leave the kid alone. Uh, so there were sports this week, too. Did you know that? Yeah, we'll get to those it was sports like, for sure. It was like championship every day since we didn't record. I think there were like four or five championships in, right. in the past two weeks. Right, and I think we're going to talk about just about all of them in brief, right? In okay. brief. We'll at least mention sure, them. Sure, okay. At least mention them. The 
So let's just get through the, the ones that we aren't going to spend as much time on. Let's just get through those real quick. Stanley Cup, St. Louis Blues, good for you. Yeah, Game 7. Wow, exciting. I actually watched um, the last 10 minutes. So just because my favorite, one of my favorite parts in sports is to watch people win. Like, like to see the emotion, right? That's a good place to be because you're happy every single time there's a game because someone <laughs> yeah. always wins. And especially when you're not invested in either side, you're not, you're, you're never disappointed. Yeah, you're just watching for the stories, right? Because yeah. sports is one of those, it is the last place on TV where there's actual unscripted surprise content, mm-hmm. right? Reality TV, reality in quotation marks, is super scripted and stuff. Isn't it the, the Duck Dynasty guys came out and said like, oh yeah, it's all scripted or whatever. I I would not know. Anyway, we'll ask Cody and Heather next time we talk to them. Uh, I think they, they watch Duck Dynasty. Yeah, I think they're into Duck Dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can, Is that what they do? Duck sound. Thank you. That's all they do. It's just <laughs> yeah, just forty five minutes of Donald Duck impressions. Are there any other famous cartoon ducks? Uh, Daffy, obviously. Daffy Duck. Any others? So there's Donald. There's Daffy. There's Darkwing. There's Scrooge. There's Huey, Dewey, Louie. Okay, so Disney and Howard the Duck. Okay, Howard the Duck. So, so, but now owned by Disney. So, Disney and Looney Tunes owned by what? Is Looney Tunes its own Warner thing? Warner Brothers. Okay, so which is probably sold. I don't know where Disney Warner Brothers is today. So, so Warner Brothers and Disney has the market on ducks. Okay, sure. I mean, just an interesting observation. Yeah. Um, what did the Mallard say when his friend was about to hit something? Duck. <sighs> you loon. Like Looney Tune? No, Loon, a duck. Oh, gotcha. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know the name. How do... we, we, we haven't spoken on the podcast in two weeks, and you don't get my humor anymore. So that's just I never got it before. I was I was laughing like Kawhi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of, in the, uh, you see him uh, laugh today? Yeah. In the, he was, the he, championship he, parade? He did the ha, ha, ha. It was funny. Yeah, he made fun of himself. I'm just a fun guy. It's well, coming true. But did he make fun of himself, or did he think like... That was an actual laugh? Well, not that it was an actual laugh, but like, oh, people really liked it when I laughed last time, so I'm gonna laugh again. You, you look what what a, what a way to 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 what's that what's that term? End end like on a bookshelf, a bookend. Yeah. What a way to you bookend it? that season. It's just framing, right? It's called framing. Yeah, you start with you one s- thing, end with one thing. Yeah. So he literally got the first and last laugh of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. Poetic. It really is. So, what championship... Oh, okay, so we're talking so about St. hockey. St. Louis, For me, Blues. the only interesting thing about that Not Stanley so blue Cup, anymore. Right? The only, the only Stanley Cup thing that interested me about the Stanley Cup... Not sad. ...was... Yeah. The only thing that interested me about that Stanley Cup was when John Krasinski... Yeah. ...sent a video to, to Jenna Fisher, who... Okay, so John Krasinski plays Jim from The Office, and she played Pam... She is a big St. Louis Blues fan. She's from St. Louis. John Krasinski is a big Boston guy, so eh, points off for Gryffindor, right? Yeah. But he likes all the Boston stuff. So he's rooting, uh, rooting what's, for what's Boston. What's with all the Boston actors in the world? I feel like all of like the decent male actors are from Boston. Wahlberg, Affleck, Damon, uh, Chris Evans, uh, Krasinski. That was just five I named off the top of my head that are like super good right now, or have been. Affleck's in the... Damon, what have you done for me lately? The Martian? How do you like them apple, apples? Oh. A- apples? What's an apple? <laughs> like an Affleck? It's it's the second part of the fila. Know what it was? Hmm. Feel awful. Yeah. That's what that was. 
Oh yeah, so anyway, and he, he was recording a video. He was like, hey, Jenna, I wish you could be here. This would be your seat. And then who sits down next to him? The actor who played Roy. Roy. Oh, the office shade. He also played the the deaf tight end in The Replacements with Keanu Oh Reeves. my gosh, that's him. That's him. That's his best role. Yeah. He crushed that role. Yeah. He memorized all his lines very quickly. Yeah, he really did. I imagine it was a lot of reading. Um, also, Keanu Reeves' best role. He's like super popular now. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Okay, yeah, Bill and Ted. Was he Bill or Ted? He was Ted, right? Sure. I don't know. No, he I was Ted. Remember. I'm pretty sure he was Ted. Someone can, can check me on that, but I'm pretty sure he was Ted. <clears throat> All right, so Stanley Cup, out of the way. Good job, Stanley Cup. Good job, hockey. Way to get another year in. Good job. Uh, another American team winning uh, hockey's national sport. And then we'll flip it yeah. later in the show. So Nadal won the... French Open. Who'd have thought? He, that's like, you know, like Tiger with the Masters, even though he hasn't won it for a while up until this year, it's like always going to be a tournament he could win just because that course sets up so nicely for him. Right. Is there, is there any other championship type or any sporting event that you associate with one person more than you associate the French Open with Rafael Nadal and his wedgie picking finger sniff himself? Wow. I not off the top of my head. Maybe if like Vince Carter had participated more in the dunk contest, mm. like he could have won it every year for a decade. He was so fun to watch, man. The dunk contest used to be good. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, stop jumping over things. We get it. You can jump high. Maybe we should have a jump contest. Just without a basketball. Mm. Just I think without I think a basketball. Sounds like that's something we already do, where people try to jump higher than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But what if, okay, but what if we had some sort of obstacle to jump over? Yeah. But then, like, something they can land on so they can really, like, go all out? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want them to worry about landing on their feet. So what if we had some sort of thing, maybe like a bar? Mm-hmm. They jumped over the bar, mm-hmm. and then they could land on some, like, soft pad or water or something, right? Something to cushion the fall so they don't have to worry about landing on their feet. That way they can get the maximum height they could, right? Mm-hmm. Maximum height possible. Yeah. And then... If you get one height, you can raise the bar up and then keep progressing higher and higher. I don't know. This sounds pretty boring. I, 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 it sounds pretty boring. I could only take it maybe once every four years. Now, put a basketball in their hands. Oh, oh, oh. Now we're in. Now right? we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we have a sport that we care about. All right. So congrats, Nadal. You'll win that for the next five years and surpass Roger Federer in total majors and become the greatest tennis player to ever have graced this planet. On clay. But he's won on every surface. I think multiple times on every surface. So I, I don't think you can pigeonhole him as a clay court tennis player. He's definitely the greatest clay court tennis player of all time. I think there's a legitimate case for him to be the greatest, considering his head-to-head with Roger Federer, even off clay, is in his favor. So, How about that? I did not know Well, that. I don't know if... I, I, let me take that back. At least in majors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... Because uh, other... who, <laughs> who watches other tennis events if you asked me if you said dave i'll give you a million dollars to find tennis coverage on tv right now yeah without using the internet to help you yeah i would just have to surf through the channels until i found i wouldn't be able to do it i'd go to the tennis channel there's a tennis channel i think so oh there you go well yeah you can tell uh, I didn't grow up with, like, satellite TV or anything like that. It was like, all right, you have ESPN, ABC, NBC. Yeah, it's got. it's like the Tennis Channel and the uh, NBC, like, Olympics channel. Mm. They're, like, the worst channels until you get to, like, the Olympics or a major in yep. tennis, right? Yep, yep, yep. And then they're mildly interesting. Mm, interesting. So, good for him. Uh, U.S. Open? U.S. Open. Uh, what's his name? Is Adam it? Scott? Nope. Woodland. Woodland. Gary Woodland? 
Was that his name? Sure. Woodland Creature. He uh, he won. He's like pretty buff and uh, I don't know. He looks like Brooks Kepka. Look like he looks like Brooks Kepka's brother. They they're basically the same person. So they have like say- the same build. So you're saying that a sport full of rich white dudes and all the guys look the same? Yeah, somewhat homogenous. Interesting. Yeah. No, but good for him. I guess it was his first major, and he's uh, over 35, which is a big deal. There was some stat about it being super rare, which makes sense, right? How many sports out there uh, would someone win the pinnacle of their sport at, after age 35? Darts. <laughs> darts. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I, I could go with darts. Billiards, maybe. What's that? That's pool. Like swimming? No. I'm sorry. That's... I'm done with don't, that. Don't, I know what billiards don't are. Don't try to be funny, David. Mm. That's the, just let that's it the worst way to, for you to be funny. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, what way to tell someone that, by the way? <laughs> Stop trying, Dave. When you try, it doesn't work. Hmm. Maybe the sit and reach. You could become a world champion. And you just like fall over at one point, and you're like, when your bones become so brittle, it's just like one last reach. Do you remember the sit and reach in in school? Yeah, it was, it was essentially terrible. you. Yeah, you just sit with your your legs. So you sit, and then what do you do next? And you, wait for it. Okay. You reach. <laughs> what? And I I could never you sold that really well. The suspense was killing me. And I I set a record in fifth grade. I uh, I broke the school record, mm. and they didn't measure it. Like like I did it, and they didn't see me do it. And then on the next attempt, I didn't quite get it. So like the assistant, uh, you remember uh, Mrs. Hughes? Who was who was was uh, Coach Durbin's assistant? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's who it was. You have a crazy memory for this stuff. Um, Jimmy Hughes's wife. Okay. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Anyways, I definitely hit like thirty-seven inches or whatever the record was, and uh, and then she missed it. So I did it again, and I came up short, and so I didn't get my name on the the wall. I didn't get the record. So how does that make you feel? I well, I'm obviously still thinking about it. Mm. It must have disappointed you on a deep level for you to still think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's one of my, if not the greatest failure of mm. my life. But you succeeded. Yeah, but no one knows about it, which is what's <laughs> what's the point of succeeding if people don't know about it? So if I can tap into uh, the book White Noise by uh, Don Delilo. Um, some... I would say that just because others don't know about it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Tree falling in the forest? It still fell. Yeah. Even though no one's around to see it. If there's a plane crash somewhere in the world and it's History... not in the news, did it happen? Yes. History is written by the winners. That's so true. Right. And my name is not in that history book. Uh, anyway, some gangly kid probably would have broken it by now anyways. We could call the school and ask them. I'm sure they'll laugh at you. Uh, so congrats, Nadal. Congrats, Woodland. So Brooks Kepka was introduced in the post-tournament press conference as Bruce Kepka. Oh no! So that's not cool. And whoever You're did that, sneaky should... good golfer of the week, Bruce Kepka. <laughs> that guy should whoever put the name up there. Whoever got that wrong needs to get fired. Yeah. Right. Because even us that don't really follow the sport. Oh, was it actually don't... like written out as Bruce? Not written out, like verbally announced. Okay. Uh, Bruce Kepka. Uh, now the only thing that could save you from that yeah. is if you're just like a slip of the tongue. It's like, oh my bad. I know it's Brooks. I just slipped up. Whatever. Like when John Elway called the uh, Case Keenum the wrong name. Did he? I don't yeah, remember that. At, the, at the introductory press, but we got our guy. We got <laughs> this this got, guy right here. Yeah, we got Caps Kingdom or whatever he called him. <laughs> and his his, I can't imagine his voice. He's so screwed up. Yeah, and then 
Throw the ball. Hey. His voice was so terrible. I think he got so many guys to jump off sides because yeah. they were afraid of what was happening to him. Like, oh no, John, are you okay? Are you John? Are you okay? Like, are you physically well? Because it sounds like he's about to die every time he speaks. What were we talking about? Uh, championships. Championships. So, a championship. Something, had, something to do with um, uh, cricket, right? Cricket's going the on. The Cricket World Cup is happening right now. I I have know nothing about cricket. I think the people that throw the ball are on offense, and the people that are what? batting. Yeah, yeah. And I think the people that are batting are protecting the wickets. Which are the sticks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And the guys that throw the ball are called bowlers. They're bowling the wrong direction, though. You bowl underhand in, in like, normal world, like in America. So what do they do? They heave they, it they, overhand? It's overhand, right? It, and they're, they're bowling, right? So they're pitching. Yeah, yeah. So they're pitching. And the batter... But they bounce it. I think... I don't know if they're required to bounce it, or if... Or if that's just the technique. That's the... That's the that that's that's a harder to hit pitch yeah, yeah. if it bounces. So so imagine if you're throwing playing baseball and the pitcher now has the ability to bounce the ball. Yeah. And he can add spin to it in either direction to change how much it will bounce. But he has to hit a, a narrow a little wicket. A narrow wicket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the bats that they have are huge. Yeah. Right? And so my thing is why even move the bat? Just stick it in front of the wickets and like dare the pitcher to hit a specific tiny little wicket. Uh. And like the best pitchers in the world might get them. That's but, probably like looked down upon, like bad, bad sportsmanship. Sure, right? but if you get the W, it's like it's hey, sp- like sports- signing a sumo wrestler to stand in front of the goal, right? And just like lay down. Have you seen goalies without their pads on? Uh, no. They're slender, do, fit dudes. Do they ever not have their pads on? Yes, like when they're not playing hockey. Mm. But like you look at Prove press it. conferences, like dude, just type in Patrick Raw press conference right now raw spelled patrick raw wah it's wah, wah. and it's roy wah rookie of the year uh anyway but they're they're all like slender fit dudes just their pads are ginormous they okay. gotta be right so anyway uh i didn't look it up cricket's going on right now and then we gotta talk women's world cup yeah women's world cup okay so there was a little bit of a shout stink. out to uh cousin patty patty labella she's it she's in france she's covering, there right? covering it that's so cool Women's World Football Podcast. I hope I got that right, but look that up. WWF Podcast. I am shocked. Every, every seems like every week. Best. Yeah, every week she has some soccer star on there. Yeah, she interviews all the greats. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Port Thailand comes to the World Cup, and they're a small country. They don't have a, a, a great program, and they get to play the best country in the world, mm. and the best team in the world. And we put up 13 on them. That's a lot. That's a lot of goals. That's like scoring a hundred in, in football almost, right? That's like winning a hundred to I zero don't know in football. What the equivalent is, but sure. I just told you. Is there a conversion chart somewhere? Just thirteen times seven. Okay. It's like ninety-one, hundred points, something like that. So, but anyway, it's like putting up a ton of like a hundred points to zero in football. So it really was a beatdown. What is it in baseball? <laughs> Whatever. So, what? <laughs> I thought of a way to do it, but you have to go like <laughs> average runs per game versus average goals per game, no and then cares. do some sort of calculus there. No one cares. It's a lot of goals. Camp. It is. So the I was more focused on the science. Sure. So this uh, the our national team, the the women's national team, was celebrating goals, and they ran it up to thirteen. And people were like, that's not very sportsmanlike. What about sportsmanship? What about all this stuff? And I was like, well, the people that are saying that don't understand the World Cup. They don't understand. The group stage, that kind of stuff. Because goal differential is a big part of your seating. So what if they let off the gas at 5-0? They yeah. get up 5 nothing in the first half, and they let off the gas, and they stop scoring goals. And then someone else plays and them in their Sweden, group. Sweden, who's in their group. Yeah, right? beats them by 10. And then all of a sudden, they're in a worse uh, position during the knockout stage because they didn't... Uh, 
be- dominate the way they could have. Because you get points from win- for winning and tying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you lose points or just don't get any points for losing. You don't get any points for losing. And then the and tiebreaker... The tiebreaker is the goal differential. Yeah. And so, of course, if you put up 13 nothing, that's a huge score. And other teams are going to have a hard time... Making that yeah, up, every right? other team in your group will play Thailand. Right. And so everyone will have the opportunity to pad their goal differential. Exactly. Uh, Thailand ended up scoring a goal, though. It was great. It was like the 92nd minute. Against the minute U.S.? Against Switzerland. Oh, Sweden. Or Sweden. Sweden, Sweden. Yeah, yeah. And they, So it was like the 92nd minute of the game. So the game was in stoppage time. The game was about to end. They were losing 4 nothing. They get a breakaway and they score a goal. It was a cool moment. Their manager, uh, who, who's a woman, was crying on the sidelines. It meant so much to her. It meant so much to the country of Thailand. So that was really mm-hmm. cool for them. But the people complaining about putting up, up a bunch of goals and then uh, celebrating, if you at your job were at the most important Whatever, like as a teacher, if I was in like the most important teaching job in the world and if everybody was just knew that this was the most important teaching that could go on in the world and I was doing that and if I did really well, if I knocked it out of the park and all of my students became super successful mm-hmm. and I celebrated, no one would be upset with me. If you at your job negotiated just the perfect contract for your company, it was the biggest contract the company's ever had. It's going to set the company up for years and years. If your company threw a party, no one would bad an eye at that. But then these women make it to the top of their profession and playing in the biggest event in their sport and they score goals and they celebrate, which are dream goals for them, to quote Alex Morgan. I mean, back off them. Let them score. Let them, let them celebrate. Let them have fun. And if I'm Thailand going into it, you know you're playing the best country in the world, the best team in the world. You know you uh, are going to probably give up a lot of goals because the group stage format. So don't get upset at the, at the U.S. women's national team for putting up all those goals and not, not backing off a little bit. Judge the format there, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the U.S. were doing exactly what they needed to do based on the format. Yeah, and so so there's, there's two issues, right? And, then you, and you talked about them. There's there's the goal differential issue, and if you have a problem with that, you just don't understand, right? It's just uh, it's it's it, it's clear-cut, right? You score as many goals as you can to put yourself in a better position in the next round, okay? So there should not be any debate over whether or not you stop uh, stop scoring goals. This isn't this isn't little league uh, baseball. This isn't pop Warner football where you're up in the fourth quarter, fifty nothing, and you pull all your starters and put in the subs and, and say you know don't score. That, that's not the case here. The other issue, like you were talking about, is the celebration. And I I understand like what people are saying because the look of it is not great. But also like. You train for four years to get to this point, and um, and you finally score a goal. You score a hat trick in the World Cup. Like that's an exciting thing. And what does that do for endorsements? What does that yeah. do for your career? You're on the biggest stage, well, making a big performance. That's huge for these women. Well, um, who was it? Brandy Chastain, right? I mean, like whether or not you like the celebration when she. I think it was Brandy Tristan. When she hit the game-winning goal, when they hit, went to penalties, this was like Women's World Cup 20 years ago, whatever it was when they first like broke out, right? And and uh, they went to penalties, and she won it on the final kick, and and kind of, like took off her shirt, right? And like it, it was kind of like scandals at the time. I think today no one would even like bat an eye at it, but like because of that. She did gain endorsements and notoriety, and and again, whether or not you agree with that type of celebration, like it was for her very beneficial, and so I think on the whole, like 
typically if you have a player who shows emotion versus one who doesn't, the more marketable one is going to be the one who shows emotion. Um, LeBron James is Nike. Kawhi Leonard is New Balance. You know who else is New Balance? Every octogenarian patient I saw at the hospital. <laughs> hey, man, there. they are comfy. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a silly thing to be debating whether or not grown people should be celebrating. Like, if you are, like, if you're worried about it being a bad example to your kids, like, tell your kids not to celebrate. Like, teach your kids, right? I mean, like, if you feel like something, it, 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 like, 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 they're not being good role models, well, correct it at home. Like, they, you should have, <laughs> you should be able to influence your kids more than the professional athlete on TV. Don't let professional athletes parent your children. Yeah, Charles Barkley, I am not a role model. No, right? you got it wrong. I'm oh. not a role model. Oh, I'm sorry. I misdispronunciated the word. Ugh. So it's misdispronunciated a word. Mm. It's embarrassing for you. Anything else on women's soccer? Go Team USA. Yeah, we beat Chile 3-0. Chile, obviously, a much better team. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I would probably say the other dangerous team in the group. Sweden's pretty good, too. But they're in a great position now, getting to the knockout round, right? And they'll be set up to make a good run. I would be surprised So once you get to the knockout win. round, it's it's uh, you, win it, you win, you advance, you lose, you go home. Exactly. So I'm excited. I think they're going to take it. I mean, that's, of course... I think that's always here. the expectation now with mm-hmm. our women's team. Not as much with the men's team. Uh, they were saying like Alex Morgan scored five goals, right? And I think the like Landon Donovan's. It was either his goal total for all World Cups or the most he ever scored in a single World Cup was like five. Yeah, one one of the two. And he's a legend. And he's the the greatest men's World Cup soccer, U.S. World Cup soccer player of all time, right? Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever. I don't think we'll ever catch up to the other uh, to the other countries because MLS players, right, don't aren't getting paid. And so if you're a professional athlete, if you really have that chance to make it big and you're in high school, you're probably not going to play soccer unless you just have a passion for it and you love it. You're probably going to go play baseball or basketball or football where they know there's money, right? And endorsement deals here in America, yeah. right? I mean, oh. All right. Transition to basketball? Yeah. Yeah. Let's so do congrats that. to the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, most people didn't see that coming until the injuries happened. Until the yeah. So well, let's talk about the injuries because I see a lot of people. Okay, so the Raptors won in six games. Uh, for our foreign friends who don't follow American sports, unless you're listening to the podcast, should have won in five. Um, okay, sure, they should have won in five, but they won in six games. Um, Kawhi Leonard was the MVP. Uh, Fred Van Vliet got one vote for a Finals MVP from Hubie Brown. Don't know which series Hubie was watching. They wouldn't have won without Van Vliet, man. Well, sure, but he was definitely not the best player on the Raptors. Sure, for for the series, um, and uh, yeah. So one of the big stories of this series was the injuries, uh, but I think people are making it too much of a story uh, because. Yes, the Raptors benefited from the injuries, but the but if you look back at the Warriors, they've benefited a lot from injuries over their run. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. And so I don't think we can I don't think it's right to diminish what the Raptors accomplished no. because of the injuries, right? It, the Warriors would not have won in 2015 if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were healthy for the Cavs. They wouldn't have won in 2018 if Chris Paul doesn't pull a hamstring um, in game six. Yeah, and would they have made it to the finals 
the Kawhi Leonard year when Zaja Zaza Pachulia, right. that jerk. So that was last year. Kawhi. That was last year as well. Right, and rolled his ankle. No, 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 that was two 2017. Two years ago. So, so, so legitimately, in each of the three years they won, there was a significant injury that they benefited from. So it's just basketball karma catching up with them, right? So Kawhi makes it. He's there. And then you have players getting hurt. Looney gets hurt. KD is hurt. And Klay Thompson is hurt. I want to talk about Kevin Durant's situation. Okay, He came out after that calf injury, and he was balling. His team's down 3-1. The first shot he puts up, splash, nothing but net. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, no, he's right. <laughs> like, he's okay. And he kept making shots, and he kept doing well. And then you could see his Achilles rupture. Yeah, you could actually see it snap. Yes. It was, I mean... It was like a rubber band that was just pulled too tight. Yeah, and then snapped. And then, I don't know... I don't know how I'm not fainting right now thinking of it. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, so the everyone's trying to cast blame around, right? Like, like who's responsible for his injury? The medical staff, yeah. KD himself, maybe the players are putting pressure on him. I don't know. Of course, the ultimate decision, I think, in this, in this situation comes down to Kevin Durant. And I think he wanted to play. And I don't know what opinions he got from, from medical staff. I don't know what second opinions he got. But all I know is that Kawhi Leonard right now looks like he made the right move no matter what it cost him in PR, in relationships with Greg Popovich and the Spurs. All of that seems to validate Kawhi Leonard. What happened to Kevin Durant validates everything that happened to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi didn't want to get pushed back too fast. He Mm -hmm. didn't trust the Spurs medical staff. It seems we wouldn't know. He doesn't say anything. But the way he handled himself makes it seem like he didn't trust the Spurs organization with that. Yeah, those are the reports. Like Kawhi and and his uncle, who kind of runs his... His career, basically, um, do not talk with the media much. But the reports that have trickled out about why he was upset with the Spurs is that he was upset. He did not trust their medical staff that they were pushing him to play, and his uh, his outside opinions were saying not to. And it clearly worked out for him. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Durant succumbed to the pressure, came in when he wasn't ready to, and I mean he can't play next year. Right? Yeah, I mean, the timetable is like 9 to 12 months, right? And this is on a contract year. Yeah. So Although Kevin, I don't think that's going to hurt him. It won't. He'll still get paid a ton because he's, yeah. a, he's a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-history yeah, type of player. You'll pay, you'll pay KD a max contract for four years to get him for three. Yes. But will he come back the same? His game will translate because he's a great shooter and he's tall, mm-hmm. right? Like other players that got hurt like Boogie Cousins with that same injury, an Achilles injury, he can't come back and be the same player. Because yeah. his game wouldn't translate that way. But because because Kevin Durant shoots so well and because he's tall, because he's a good passer, right, he'll be fine. Well not known for his passing. But he will yep. not be able to defend that same way ever again and he will not be as explosive ever again. That's right. Yeah. He may not return to his MVP caliber. Um and and so he may not be worth a max contract. It's hard to say. I mean, only one uh, basketball player of uh, only one really good basketball player has ever come back from an Achilles injury at uh, and resumed his like kind of peak, and that was Dominique Wilkins, mm. who is uh, you know I I didn't I, I watched like the tail end of his career, but like all reports are that he was just kind of an athletic freak, and like his body uh, it didn't it was similar to an Adrian Peterson, who even after his was it an Achilles ACL ACL like he he came back for a time, you know, his, like any running back, he's you know done by the time he's thirty, but he played well at beyond thirty, yeah, right? so. 
AD is a good example of that. Uh, Adrian Peterson, they call him AD for all day. All day. So yeah, that might get confusing later when we talk about AD Anthony Davis. But yeah, but then but, KD goes out, and everyone's gonna cast blame around. I just feel bad for him because when it came right down to, yeah. I've never been like a huge Kevin Durant fan. I've always been really impressed with the way he plays. Like I said, watch him and enjoy him because we're never gonna see a player like him ever again. Um, but you just feel you feel for him because of what happened. Right. Yeah, no, it was a really sad night. I mean, the Warriors won, and Steve Kerr mentioned after the game, he's like, we uh, we had a tremendous victory and an incredible loss, right? And and I think they knew at that point that they were probably done. Maybe they they get game six back at Oracle, um, but hard to win two games uh, without KD, and especially with what happened in game six. Okay. So now we get to Clay Thompson. And uh, so Clay Thompson goes up for a layup or dunk, and and um, Danny Green contends, and Clay Thompson comes down awkwardly, and on the replay you can see his knee just kind of like shifts horizontally, just kind of like juts out and back. And I thought maybe he dislocated the knee. I, I wasn't sure exactly what had happened. In fact, I actually kind of thought he might have been faking it, um, only because not that I think he's like that type of guy that would that would uh, try and get a call and like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think he's as much of a flopper as some other NBA players. But the fact that he like was writhing on the ground, was carried off the court, and then less than a minute later comes jogging back and it's like yeah. jumping. And it's yeah. like, oh, was he even hurt at all? Because like if you've played any kind of physical sport and you've, you've uh, you know, gotten a hard hit or landed awkwardly, like you can for a few moments think, oh, no, did I break something? Did I dislocate something? Did I tear something? And then, you know, after a few minutes of kind of working it out, you're like, oh, no, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. I might be sore in the morning, but I'm fine. And you get to you get to know your body really well, right? Yeah. Like these professional athletes, their body is their tool. Their body is what they use every single day at their job, right? And so I remember Jeremy Lin when he went up for a layup and came down. Who? Jeremy Lin, oh. and uh, NBA champion Jeremy Lin. Sorry, <laughs> but when he came down and, and tore his ACL, he laid on the ground. He looked like he was just shocked. Look at his teammates. Went, I'm done, because he knew right away, right? And so when Clay Thompson went, he was going to the tunnel. Someone came. Like a member of the coaching staff or something ran into the tunnel and, and, and mentioned something to them. We can only assume they said you have to shoot these free throws or you can't come back into the game. Yeah. And so not, he not knowing, obviously, the extent of his injury at right. the time. So, of course, he comes back on, onto the court, jogs or skips or something. Yeah, no, he's like, yeah, he looks like a fresh new player. Yeah. Like, yeah. The crowded Oracle erupts. He makes both free throws on a torn ACL. They take him Shades out. Shades of Kobe. Oh, yeah. They, they take Well, a little more high pressure situation. Anyway, they I take mean, him out. He goes back and then he leaves the arena a little later in crutches. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is the real deal. Like he is absolutely destroyed right now. And then, oh my gosh, it was just. Well, and that was, that was really sad to see too. Um, Cause who else is on a contract here? Like Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson. So he's about and, to interfere. And Clay Thompson, he's great, but he does not have quite the cachet of KT, right? No. He doesn't have two MVPs under his belt. He doesn't have two finals MVPs under his belt. He's been a major contributor on one of the best teams, if not the best team of, of this generation of basketball. Um, he's shown up more in clutch situations than Steph has. I think that's probably not debatable. Um, he's game six clay. Like in any series, you watch his game sixes when they're on the ropes. Uh, uh, clay Tom, there's too many K's right now. Uh, <laughs> Kawhi, Clay, what else you got? KD. KD, yeah. Kemba, Kyrie. 
crazy. Clay Thompson. He's clutch, yeah. So, but but I feel bad for him because this is his big payday as well. He already lost out on the Supermax because he wasn't named to an All NBA team, mm-hmm. which is a super. I th- did we talk about this on the podcast? Well, yeah, he was he was visibly. You could tell he was upset by that. Yeah. So so the, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but the way um, max salary, so you can only play payers. You can only pay players so much in the NBA, and you can pay them a little bit more if they make an all-NBA team. So they call that like a super max. So you can pay them instead of, I'm just throwing out a number, instead of 30% of the of the cap, you can pay them 35% of the cap, right? Just just for example. Um, and so it could, you know, I think Kemba Walker, he he's a max salary player, so he can get like 200 and. 10 220 dollars over over five years whereas clay i think loses something like 80 million dollars because he wasn't named to an all nba team and those teams are voted on by journalists sports journalists and so the fact that you have like the media determining who gets who is eligible to be paid more that doesn't sit right with me anyways back to so back to clay imagine having politicians determine your salary anthony Mm. which is why well no, we won't get into politics. So, feel super bad for Clay. He's already lost out on a bunch of money because he wasn't voted an All NBA player, which he, he arguably is. He and just gets he gets avalanched by Steph Curry. It's and hard his to baby stand out and yeah. KD. But he, like I said, he, I think Clay Thompson has been more important for their finals runs than Steph Curry. Yeah, and and Clay Thompson is he's so valuable in today's game because he plays elite defense. And he's just a sharpshooter. I off, mean, off the dribble, off the dribble, off the catch. Yes, and he, he made can a, go to the basket. Game six before he got hurt, he put up a crazy shot where it was in transition. He got the ball like five feet behind the three point line. A guy in his face. He turned and did like a a, a turnaround side fade three pointer. And I was like, "What do you do?" Oh, it goes yeah. in. He's wow. not. He's you know he's probably never going to be um, your number one. Like he just doesn't. He's not a creator. Like like some of the other he, he, yeah, premier he, players, he probably won't create offense but, with the ball in his hand. But he's just about as best of a number two as you can ask for. Like if you were to create a a sidekick NBA player who did everything well that most players do not, it's Clay Thompson. Yeah, and he doesn't. He's not bad in any respect and in, in any skill set, but he excels in those skill sets that you really need in your ancillary players. Right. I think. He would be the perfect player, if you were healthy, to play with LeBron. Well, I think LeBron got the perfect player to play with him. But we can talk about that. More on that later. So, lasting images from the finals, for me, is going to be Fred Van Vliet <laughs> with blood... Taking an elbow? Yes. By, to by, the eye socket that yeah. somehow chipped his tooth? Right. That was an impact. <laughs> a thing. massive elbow. Yes, he probably had his teeth clenched or something. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Sean Livingston, the 50s bellhop... 1950s bellhop gave him the elbow and he laid on the ground tooth on the floor right and yeah, the camera and blood zoomed down in his on face it. yeah that, gr- that grossed you out right yes a lot of things that gross you out in this finals but anyway it was a gruesome finals man he goes to the back everywhere right? he goes to the back he gets stitched up he comes back out and keeps playing i mean that dude put up a super good performance kyle lowry finally gets the he's not clutch monkey off his back right? yeah in fact one of my favorite uh gifs or memes that came out from the nba finals is uh, uh someone pulled off a kyle lowry mask and steph curry was underneath it because <laughs> like funny. steph's the one that's not clutching the playoffs not kyle lowry right 
But so it was really good for me to see that see that for him because I've always liked him, and so it's cool to see that for him. And uh, and Fred Van Vliet had a coming out party, man. He was undrafted. Yeah. You know what I mean? So good for him and putting up clutch clutch minutes and putting up important shots yeah, for that team. And you, and you had a few, you know, kind of journeyman NBA players. Well, Marcus Hall, I wouldn't call him a journeyman, but no. he's but a veteran. Serge Ibaka, he's bounced around a little bit. You, you mispronounced his name. Oh, sorry. Serge Ibaka. There it is. Um, but, yeah, you feel good for these these veterans who uh, who just grind, you know, and waiting for an opportunity to be on the right team and, and uh, you know, excited for them. Um, interesting to see what happens with the Raptors. Now that now that they've won a championship, their uh, GM he may be president of basketball operations. The head he runs their front office. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Yes, you Asai are. Majiri. Good enough for me. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he uh, reportedly the Wizards want to pay him something like ten million dollars a year to come fix their mess. Huh. Um, and you know that's quite a sum. I don't know if, you know, I think a lot of it maybe depends on if Ka- uh, if Kawhi stays with Toronto. I mean, if he stays, why would you leave? Yeah. You have a legit championship contender for the next uh, four or five years. Um, but if he goes, you know, that situation gets rough pretty quickly. Um, they're, well, at, at the parade today, Kawhi yeah. said, enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah, and, and several times when they, he was asked, you know, what this means for the franchise and said well it's something they can build upon right and the the they like really stuck out but then he corrected himself that they can build upon that the the team can build upon you know um so no one knows where Kawhi's going danny green's also a free agent i think marcus is a free agent um so lots of questions around the raptors they could run it all back and and be the uh favorite in the east next year or they could break it up blow it up and um you know maybe be a marginal playoff team uh, maybe maybe they really burn it to the ground and try and start over. I mean, there's some franchises that that's just the model that you have. You you build and build and build and strike when the iron's hot and you get your championship and then you just dissolve kinda, it. You dissolve it. And it's when you get into trouble is when you try and hang on for too long. You don't realize that it's passed you by and you try and hang on to your aging stars or you take on bad contracts um, and then you set yourself up. You know, in, in cap space, cap space purgatory, you can't get out of the bad contracts. You don't have future draft picks because you traded them away. Um, so there's, it's it's tough because you want you want to be a perennial favorite, a perennial contender, but some organizations just don't, just aren't built for that. They don't have the draw for free agents. The perfect example of what you're describing right now is the Miami Heat. Okay. They have bad contracts in Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Yuck. Uh, Goran Dragic. Goran Dra- well, that yeah, he's all right. No, yeah, but that's not a great one. Um, Dion Waiters mm. is taking up a lot of their cap space, right? Nobody wants those contracts. They're stuck in this purgatory where they're making the playoffs every year, not getting good draft picks, but then not not excelling yeah. in the playoffs I mean, either. The, the worst place to be is like the seven, eight seed, uh, or or you know just missing out on the playoffs. Although now with the new lottery system, even just missing out on the playoffs, you have a better chance at ending up with a high draft pick so less of a concern but if you're seventh seed eighth seed if you're the orlando magic this year like what realistically as an eight seed like what can you do to improve your team you're not going to attract any free agents and the guys you have you have to decide do i want to pay these guys right you have vucevic coming off a great year an all-star year am i gonna max out nikola vucevic vujicic what's his name even 
Vujicic. Sasa Vujicic. Sasa Vucevic. Oh my goodness. So many chiches out there. Chich, please. So. Is he a son of a chich? David. Asking for a friend. Okay. Anyways. So, so we'll see. I mean, now I guess we're transitioning to off-season basketball talk. Is anything else to say about Warriors Raptors? No, it's kind of it was, it was exciting to see a new team win. Yeah, a team that'll be expected. I yeah, thought I thought, I thought the so Warriors too. had a legitimate chance to win until Clay got injured. Yeah, that's when I thought they could that, because Steph and Clay just play out of their minds when they're the guys, right? Mm-hmm. When KD's there, he takes a lot of shots. He takes the ball away. A lot of the usage rate goes KD's way because you got to give a player that good the ball. Right? He's going to perform offensively, yeah. but then Clay was be, being Clay. He got hurt. And I felt like the Warriors had a legitimate chance to win until that happened. So it was interesting. But, of course, and awesome I, to see that for the Raptors. And I, I think, think really Ka- cool. Kawhi showed why a lot of people think he's now the best or second best player in the NBA and the premier offseason target now that KD is injured. Um, he had several moments where you just thought, hey, we joke a lot that he's like a cyborg, right? He's not from this this planet. And most of that's because his behavior is kind of yeah. different. Um but like he was just playing out of this world. He went. Th- he would go through some stretches, and you just you knew he was not going to miss, and yeah. he wasn't going to make the wrong play. And um, it, it was amazing to see him in that zone. I think mean, it's rare when you see a player that's just able to take over a game among playing a team that has several of the greatest players in the game today. Right? They just looked like they did not know what to do with Kawhi. I loved watching him. Yeah. Right, and I think this is huge validation for him. And I think what I think the biggest takeaway from the finals this year is a lot of players are going to follow Kawhi's example and follow their own advice when it comes to when they're ready to come back and play. And I think you're going to see a lot more players not risk those injuries the way Kevin Durant did. Yeah. Also interesting to see how how the KD and Clay injuries impact uh, players turning down a max contract with their own team. Right. Um, so so the the NBA is set up so that the team that drafts you or that has bird rights, we don't have to get into that, but, but essentially they you to cover bird rights. I don't, we don't need it. We don't know you to talk about bird rights, but the, the, the team that you've been with for a while, let's say that. Right. Um, they can pay you. They can pay you sometimes more per year, but typically they can pay you for more years, right? So they can add a fifth year to your contract where other teams could only pay you a fourth year. So you have, and in the NBA, contracts are guaranteed, unlike the NFL, when you can be cut at any time and only the guaranteed money stays with you. Uh, In basketball, all of the money is guaranteed. So if you sign a five-year contract with your team, you tear your ACL and you never play another game, uh, you get to collect all five years of that contract. And so um, so the, the question is, for a long time, not, well, for the past few years, and this was started with LeBron, players have been going on a one, one plus one, right? They'll do, they'll sign, if you're good enough, you can negotiate a one-year contract with an option to come back for another year. KD was on a one plus one. LeBron has done that many times up until he signed with the Lakers. And what it did was it gave you a lot of flexibility, right? If you didn't like, it gave, it put pressure on the organization to surround uh, their best players with talent to show that they were committed to building the team. Uh, it also gave the player flexibility to, um, you know, decide if, if the situation wasn't right to leave. And it also allowed the player to 
sign a, a max long-term deal when the money was right. Because in the NBA, once you get to 10 years, uh, you qualify for the highest max, which I think is 35% of the cap, uh, which is just an insane amount of money. It, it, whatever the percentage is, it, it's an insane amount of money. Uh, and so once you get to, if you're you know eight years out, you don't want to sign a four-year deal because then you're you're not allowing yourself to to be as compensated as highly for years uh, 10, 11, right? Yeah. And so you do a one plus one or a two plus one and you opt out right before that, right, right when you hit 10 years and then you sign your big contract. Uh, but will players do that now because of the uncertainty, right? Will you see as many one plus ones? I think probably not. I think you will still see pit players you know, asking to be traded and foregoing their, their max or super max contracts. But um, but taking shorter deals is probably not a trend that's going to last a long time. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. No, we'll I mean, see. they get paid so much money anyway, so maybe it's not as big a deal. But um, I think it's still a hard thing to turn down, you know, 80, 100, 150 million dollars. No, for sure. It, yeah, it'd be crazy. Speaking of money, this is something I wanted to get to today. Okay. So before we get to the rest of the NBA offseason. Really? There's more? Do you have more? <laughs> okay. So... Uh, Forbes put out its top uh, paid athletes when it comes to endorsements. So this is ignoring contracts. This is ignoring money they this get is from not, their teams. This is not winnings. This, this is, is just yes, nothing endorsements. To, yes, nothing to do with salary. This is just the money you get Sponsorships, endorsements. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. So I'm going to go sort of at the, the bottom of this list, which is still a crazy high number. I'll okay. give you the dollar amount, and you tell me what athlete you think it is. Okay. What? How many athletes are there total? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is the can top I, eight. Can I just try and guess the top eight? <laughs> this would be fun of this way. Really? Okay? Yeah. So okay. can I start at the top? I think that's easier. But I think you know who's at the top, so I want to start bottom and go up. Uh, this is just unnecessarily hard. Okay. Oh wow, you're coming at me <laughs> for creating an unnecessarily hard game to play in our podcast. I just think it makes more sense to start at the top, or to just let me guess all eight. Fine. Guess all eight, and then we'll go over the numbers. Go. Guess all eight. Okay. Um, Roger Federer at the top. On the list? Okay. LeBron James. On the list? Uh, there's definitely some soccer players in there. Uh, Ronaldo, uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. On the list? Uh, Messi? On the list? Okay. Uh, Tiger Woods? On the list? Okay, that's five. Uh-huh. Three more? Three more. Um, okay, so we got basketball. Steph Curry? Yes. Okay. I don't think any baseball players are on the list. Not marketable. Unless Frank Thomas is really selling that uh what's that that that, that hormone booster that not, he's pitching? Not, not to the tune of thirty five million. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh what about football players? Any super marketable football players? Tom Brady? No. Uh, Two more strikes because why any baseball. any any football players on there? No. Okay. What sports am I missing? You're missing basketball and golf. Basketball and golf. Okay, Rory McIlroy. No. Shoot. <laughs> uh, who's super popular? Who's super popular? So I got Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson? Yes. Wow! Ah, okay. So you're missing one basketball player. One basketball player. Okay, so uh, retired or active? Active. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Kevin Durant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this, this shocked me when I saw this. And, okay, so Lionel Messi... Is only making $35 million a year in endorsements. That's it. Okay. Uh, Kevin Durant makes $35 million. Phil Mickelson made $36 million. That's surprising. What is he pushing? Steph- Medium shirts. <laughs> 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 
I might be the only person listening to this ever in the history of time who laughed at that and got that. That's okay. Get the Phil Nichols and Speedium. Uh, Steph Curry made $42 million. Under Armour's been good to him. Yes. Cristiano Ronaldo made $44 million. Mm-hmm. LeBron James made $53 million. Tiger Woods. I'm surprised. So that's 54. Okay. So that's just sponsorship endorsement. That's not like his off-the-court ventures, right? That's just... Endorsement. Endorsement. Yeah, okay. So I'm sure he's making a lot more. Like, he's putting out movies. He's acting now. It's voice acting and stuff. So I'm sure he's making a lot more Blaze Pizza. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Have you had any Blaze Pizza? Are there any Blaze here in Dallas? Yes, there's a few. Are they good? Yes. In fact, you can get uh, unlimited toppings for like... It's like a price to build your own pizza. It's like eight bucks or whatever. Pizza fit for a king. It's, it's like eight bucks. You get your like personal pan sized pizza, and you can put as many toppings on there as you want. Like you can load up with the meat. That's but, cool. Like I don't really know how they stay in business, to be honest. Hmm. Could be a money laundering front. Okay. Yeah, because King James is a launder money. And then coming in at the top, like you said before, Roger Bleeping Federer making eighty six million dollars a year in endorsements alone so why is that shocking because it's 22 bleeping million more dollars than tiger woods wow well okay so what is more than double what messi is bringing in the best soccer player in the world double all right so that is shocking to me and forbes if you got this wrong and i'm spouting this out to the ether (laughs) wrong i'll be upset because that is shocking okay so now i'm gonna play a game with you Oh, is it going to be ridiculously difficult? Because yes. I would be upset if you did. Um, no. So, so what are? Uh, let's see. Okay. So, Federer's biggest endorsers, right? So, who who does he have endorsement with contracts Nike? with? Okay. Wilson? So, so wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Huh? Uh, yes. This is a bad game. Wilson, yes. Nike? Mm, possibly, but not listed as one of the top... Uh, Just tell me what they are. I have no Mercedes-Benz? Oh, okay. Lint? Not like the belly button kind. <laughs> I, I think I could get an endorsement deal with them. Uh, L-I-N-D-T. Don't know what that is. Is that is that the chocolate? He's on, he's always pushing chocolate. No, that's Lindor chocolate, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, maybe. What's uh, Swiss and chocolate? Credit Suisse? A bank? Rolex? Oh. Jura? Moet and Chandon? What are these things? Sunrise? They're not doing... They're not using their money wisely. We don't know what they... Maybe they're all European stuff. Sunrise and NetJets. Okay. Whatever. Cool game, Anthony. Thanks. Okay. Branching off now. Just a couple other things I wanted to get to on today's pod. We're getting towards the end of it here. At least I hope we are. No. No? No, Okay. No, no, no. So this is something I want to bring up. Uh, this was tweeted out recently. This is the best field goal percentage on potential go-ahead field goals in the playoffs in the final 24 seconds of fourth quarter oh overtime since 2001. So a lot okay, of best there. best field goal percentage when you're down and you have a chance to take the lead. Yes, potential, in the last 24 seconds. Yes, potential go-ahead baskets in the last 24 sure. seconds of a playoff game. Okay. Okay. What a narrow, narrow. Spot. Russell Westbrook is 0 for 7. Okay. Okay. James Harden is 1 for 9. And this is since when? Since 2001. Okay. Tim Duncan is two for nine. Not great. He missed a bunny. Remember, he missed a bunny against the Miami Heat. That was, yeah. Which is interesting because you would think big men would have a higher percentage because typically they're closer. Typically they have higher percentages in general. Exactly. Uh, Chauncey Billups, three for nine. Mr. Big Shot. Uh, Three for nine, Big Shot. Uh, Paul Pierce, the truth, four for 12. Okay. Manu Ginobili, Argentine Michael Jordan, four for 12. Okay. Kevin Durant, four for 13. Okay. Your man. Kobe Bryant, 
Four for 15 at a 26.7%. Nice. LeBron James, nine for 21 at 43%. And what does this prove? That he's clutch? I guess. Maybe. What do you mean you guess? I mean, this is a super narrow statistic. Sure it is, and whatever. Okay, I just want to mention that. So people, uh, I think the criticism against Steph Curry that he hasn't hit a big shot mm-hmm. is 100% legit. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be interested to see if we took it out to 48 seconds. Well, sure. Right? A minute and a half. But that shot The last that, five minutes. But the shot that everyone remembers is the Kawhi The buzzer shot, beater. Yeah. Right? Everyone's going to remember that shot. In fact, the Philadelphia 76ers, what are they thinking right now? If that shot rims out and they go to overtime and they beat the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals and they play a depleted, hurt Warriors team, are we talking about the Philadelphia mm. 76ers dynasty right now? Well, they'd have to go for the Bucks first, but maybe. Crazy, right? Yeah. That that yeah, I'm not ready for Embiid to be an NBA champion. Why not? I just I'm afraid he would uh, he would just not come back in playing shape. I think he the celebration would go on far too long. Uh, two players from Cameroon in the NBA. One of them is an NBA champion. <laughs> that team is full of foreigners. It's super cool to see that. It's a Canadian team. Their best players from Texas. They have players from Spain. Um, Texas. Yeah, Kawhi's from Texas, isn't he? No, he's California. California. Whatever. Who's the Southern California? Team? Oh, that's my bad. Who am I thinking he's from Texas? That's why Texas? he's going to the Lakers, obviously. No. no. Okay, so I wanted Texas. to bring that up. Yeah, I thought he was from Texas. Texas. There's someone else that's from Texas. Speaking of which, there's an alligator with a, with a knife in its head. Sw- swimming around Texas. a Texas. Oh, that's probably what I was thinking of. Uh, swimming around a lake in Texas somewhere. It's crazy. But anyway, you probably have some... You... <laughs> a knife in his head? Yeah, I'll show you the picture right now. Bam! Knife in his head. Oh, no context? I mean, it makes my brain hurt. They asked the alligator, and they were like, Hey, Mr. Alligator, why is the knife in your head? And the alligator just kind of swam away. Pretty rude. Mm. Looks like an optical illusion. You're uh, an optical illusion. <laughs> no, the, the I mean, okay, we've avoided it long enough. Anthony Davis has been traded to the Lakers, David. He has? Yes. Well, not officially. It's been a, it's been reported, right? The, the teams can't officially announce anything um, until what? July first or July sixth? Whenever the moratorium ends. So uh, I think it's July sixth. So we won't hear anything from the actual teams involved until at least July sixth. Potentially the trade gets delayed until July thirtieth for cap space reasons. Still up for debate on whether or not that happens. If it's delayed, the essentially the Lakers get another like three, four million to play with um in in their pursuit of another max free agent and that's three million per year right well r- no per- i mean it, it it would it would be three million this year which would then sure carry over that yeah you could yeah right uh but but all that matters is this year because once you're in a contract this year then you can carry it moving sure. forward right? yeah um i think it's okay Dwayne wade was really good especially 2010 2011 he carried Shaq to a championship in Miami. Yes. I think Anthony Davis is the best complement, the best player to play with LeBron James, the best combo. Like, I think I think Dwayne, I think there were many things that Wade and LeBron overlapped in. Like, mm. like, like, getting the, your like the, shot. the synergy wasn't optimal. Okay? They... <laughs> <laughs> they played super well together because if you have two great players, you can find a way, right? If you have three great players, yeah. even better. The Thunder proved that. <laughs> well, no, I said great players. Ah. Uh, Who would have uh, thought that Ibaka would be the first of that group to win a championship? But what LeBron has never played with... And, That's a deep cut. <laughs> and you can argue that maybe Chris Bosh fulfilled this role, but Chris Bosh 
became like a stand in the corner three point shooter a lot of the time. Um, this is the greatest big man LeBron's ever played with, and Timothy Mozgov. <laughs> Put some respect on Timothy Mozgov's name. LeBron James took a team to the finals, whose second leading scorer was Timothy Mozgov. Okay, greatest player ever. Great. Um, LeBron's never played with a guy like this. No. LeBron's never played with a finisher as good as Anthony Davis. Someone who can go up and grab his lobs. Someone who, if he's within five feet of the basket, is going to make the shot. He's never... And Anthony Davis, on the other side of the coin, has never played with anyone as great as LeBron, obviously, but he's never played with a facilitator as good as LeBron. Anthony Davis has been asked to create right. in, in New Orleans. He's not going to have to create. He's going to be on the receiving end of James' creation. Right, and he's been playing with score-first guards in New Orleans. So this will be a really good opportunity for him, 100%. I think he'll have an awakening, right, as much as a top five player in the NBA can have an awakening. I think he'll have an awakening. He'll be super energized, and the Lakers, with those two guys on the team, are contending now. Yeah, those two guys and whoever else you want to add to the team, right? You'll get some veterans who are ring-chasing, probably. Um, So just to recap the trade, Anthony Davis comes to the Lakers. Lakers send out to New Orleans. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and several first-round picks, including this year's number four. Um, some people think it was um, too much, especially considering that that we don't know what other teams were bidding. Um, and maybe history will prove that it was too much if one of these draft picks or Lonzo or Ingram blow up. Like maybe, but but you can't you can't live in a world where you you're banking on unproven assets to produce in the future when you have the opportunity to get a proven asset in his young prime he's 26 right so people compare this to like the this the celtics nets deal where the the celtics traded away was it jason terry uh paul pierce kevin garnett to the nets for a bunch of picks right and Kevin Garnett was 37 years old. Paul Pierce, I think, was 36, 35, something like that. Their combined age was over 70. But Jason Terry was wasn't a spring chicken either. And 